Hebrews chapter number 11 and verse number 1. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report, and through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Skipping down into verse number 6. It says, but without faith, everybody say without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and, everybody say and, that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hallelujah. And this is my thought tonight. If God is, then God will. If God is, then God will. Will what? Well, you put that in there. Whatever it is you need, you just says, if God is, God will heal me. If God is, then God will deliver me. Hallelujah. Because if God is, God will. Amen. Remind somebody of that as you're seated. If God is, then God will. Hallelujah. Faith, this powerful thing called faith that if we believe just in the word of God, it reminds me of a little story that I heard about this young college student. And every morning when she went to class, she would sit there in the corner of the classroom and had a group of uh, young people with her and she would just talk about the Bible and the Word of God and, and just be expounding on the goodness of God. And the professor, the non-believer, would come every, in every day and he'd be disgusted with them. And he would go up to the beginning of the class and he would just begin to start his lesson. But after about a week, he had had just about enough of this and he was going to address the situation. So he addresses the young girl and he says to her, I said, so you believe the Bible? And she says, yes, sir, I believe the Bible. If it's in the Bible, I believe it. Amen. And he says, well, do you believe in that story about how Moses led the people across the the waters and the waters departed and over a million people walked through on dry land? Do you believe that? She says, yes, I do. He said, can you explain to me how that would happen? And she said, no, sir, but it's in the Bible and I believe the Bible. Amen. And he said, well, I suppose you believe in that story about Joshua and going into Jericho and marching around those walls, those big walls of Jericho and them just falling down. And she says, yes, I believe it because it's in the Bible. Amen. It's in the Bible. And he said, well, can you explain to me how those walls just fell down without them doing anything but marching and praising And she says, no, I can't, sir, but it's in the Bible, and I believe the Bible. And he says, well, do you believe in that story about Jonah and the whale being swallowed by this big fish and surviving for three days in the belly of this fish? She says, yes, I do. It's in the Bible. And he says, well, can you explain to me how that he survived in the belly of that whale with all the stomach acids and without having any air for three days? And she was getting a little tired of his questions. And so at this time, she says, 
uh, sir, I don't have the answers to all your questions. She said, but I'm going to tell you what. She said, when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask Jonah how he survived in the belly of the whale without any air. And the, with a sarcastic attitude, the professor just leaned over his podium and says, well, what if Jonah didn't go to heaven? And she said, well, then you can ask him. I don't know if I agree with her tactics or not, but the word of God is plain. Amen. And if you believe in the word of God, hallelujah, this word, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I can't explain it. I don't know how it works, but it works. You read the Bible and your faith increases. You come to church and you hear the, wor- the, the word being preached and your faith increases. Amen. I don't know how it works other than it's in the Bible, Bishop. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Stay in the word. Amen. Hallelujah. We find here that there's two stipulations in this verse that says by f- how we please God. First of all, we have to believe that God is. And then we have to believe that he will or that he will reward. And as you look up that word, you can find that it actually means respond. God will respond. Hallelujah. And most of us believe that he is. But I believe sometimes we struggle with the fact that he will, that he will respond, especially to us. As individuals, you know, we think sometimes in the course of our walk with the Lord, in the course of our life, that we have disqualified ourselves from the mercies and the graces of God. But I want to remind somebody here tonight that if God is in your life, hallelujah, then God will move in your life. He will respond to you. You have not removed yourself too far away from the mercies of God. Amen. And God desires to respond to his people. I read this quote from uh, Albert Einstein. He was a pretty smart guy, I guess. I'm not really sure. Some kind of law or relativity or something like that. And I never was good in those areas and wasn't really good in school in any areas, but... He was a smart guy. Even he said, and I quote, certainly there is a God. Any man who doesn't believe in a cosmic force is a fool. He did pretty good and he should have stopped right there. Because he went on to say, but we could never know him. I want you to know he may be a smart man, but he did not know the word of God. Hallelujah. And he did not know my God. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 8 tells us, I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. In 1 Chronicles 28, it says, And thou, Solomon, my son, know thou the God of thy father, and serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind. And the Lord searcheth all hearts, and understandeth all the imaginations of the thoughts. Everybody say, All. All the imagination of the thoughts. I want you to know that God knows 
exactly where you are. He knows what you're thinking. He knows your dilemma. He knows your questions. He knows your problems. Hallelujah. He knows what you need. And it says in there, and it says, if thou seek him, he will be found of thee. Jeremiah tells us, and you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. The key word here, of course, is to seek. We've got to seek after him. We've got to desire him with all of our heart. This doesn't just need to be some kind of a pastime for us. We need a desire to seek after God. This shouldn't just be a place where we come that we might feel good for a while and maybe we'll get a couple prayers answered here and there but this is a place where we need to seek after God with all of our hearts and anything can happen a miracle can happen because if God is then God will hallelujah hallelujah and as a matter of fact our worship is that the fact that we have a revelation that not only is God a, a real and alive, but also that He responds. Because we know that He's responded to us in our lives in times past. We know what He's done for us. And that's what helps us to worship Him with all of our hearts. Because as the song says, you don't know like I know what He's you don't know like I know what he's done for me. How he lifted me from the miry clay. How he delivered me from drugs and alcohol. How he fixed my mind and gave me a mind that was set upon him. And such were some of you. Hallelujah. And the reason that we can worship him is because we know that he is a God that responds to his people. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. When I think of the goodness of Jesus. And all that he's done for me. My soul cries out. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. We are not sign seekers by any means. We've come to worship Him regardless. Hallelujah. Like Pastor was preaching this morning just because of His excellent greatness. Amen. But we are comforted by the fact that we serve a God that answers. Philippians tells us, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. He'll supply your every need. Amen. The Pharisees, though, they wanted a sign. And in Matthew chapter 16, we find that the Pharisees also with the Sadducees came tempting him and desire that he would show them a sign from heaven. And Jesus says in verse 4 of 16, he said, A wicked and adulterous generation seek it after a sign, and there shall no sign be given it but the sign of the prophet Jonah. Who, and he left them and, de and departed. 
In Matthew 12, it tells us that Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly. So shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. But Jonah had a problem. He had a dilemma in his life. And I'm not sure as you read the book of Jonah, I don't know whether he was fearful of Nineveh or he just hated them so much. He did not want Nineveh to be spared. And God spoke to Jonah and said, I want you to go and preach to Nineveh. And that was one of uh, Jonah's problems and one of his um, dilemmas in his life. But here's the other one is that he knew that God would respond to a person that sought him. Because in Jonah chapter 4 verse 2, it says, And he prayed unto the Lord. This was after he already preached to them. They all repented. Jonah was mad. And he said unto the Lord, Was not this saying, When I was yet in my country, Therefore I fled before unto Tarshish? For I knew that thou art a gracious God, And merciful, slow to anger, And of great kindness, and repentest thee of the evil. I am thankful today that the mercies of God are new every day. Jonah understood this one thing. You look at the book of Jonah, and I don't know if he was a very nice person or a very good follower of the Lord, but he understood this one thing, that God would respond to the heart that would seek after him. Amen? And we ought to thank God for His mercies. They're new every day. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God wants to speak to you. Uh, too often times we live under the shadow or the cloud of condemnation. Amen. And I remember Tyler preaching a great message not long ago about condemned or convicted but not condemned. You are not condemned by the Lord. God will never condemn you. Hallelujah. But he does convict our hearts and he moves upon us and he gives us the mercies that we need to live for him every day. And the Bible says that they're new every day. You say, well, I messed up yesterday. Well, guess what? God's mercies are new today. Hallelujah. Peter kept on to make another declaration in the same chapter of Matthew. It said, when Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? Jesus wanted to know, who do you say I am? Who is he? Hallelujah. And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said unto them, but who do you say that I am? He that cometh to God must believe that he is, hallelujah, and that he is a rewarder of them that will diligently seek us. We've got to get the second half of that equation because we believe that he is, amen, but so many times we don't believe that he will move on our behalf. And Simon answered the question, he said, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. He not only knew that who he was, but he knew that he was the Son of the living God. 
Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Living means occurring with promptness, as in an action, as in a process. Hallelujah. He was saying, I know God is, and that I know God will. Hallelujah. I want to remind somebody tonight that God's not dead. He's alive. Hallelujah. Our God is a living, breathing God. His word is alive. It will speak to you. Hallelujah. He'll move upon your heart. It's the answer to all of your questions. Romans 5 says, For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, so much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. That life simply is the same meaning as the living God. We have this because God has given us life. He has given us His life. Hallelujah. And because He lives, we can live. Amen. Because He lives, the song tells us I can face Tomorrow, because he lives, all fear is gone. Come on, all fear is gone. You need to face your fear tonight to give it over to the Lord. You need to understand, hallelujah, because he lives, hallelujah, and because I know he holds the future and this life is worth the living, all because he lived. Jesus made this comment in John chapter 10, verse 10. He said, I have come that they might have life. There's that word again. Life, action, response, hallelujah. And that they might have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. And Jesus went on to say, Jesus makes a declaration after Peter's comment, after Peter's declaration. He says, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it upon this revelation that not only was he the Christ but he was the son of the living God and this is what the church is built upon hallelujah it's the response of almighty God to his people hallelujah stay in the church I said, stay in the church. We need the church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nothing can stop the response of God to the church. Are you hearing me? The church necessarily isn't these four walls, but it's when we're filled with his spirit that's within us. We become alive in him and we become the church. We need one another. Hallelujah. But we need to realize that God is going to respond to his people. He's going to move on his people. And I'd like to remind somebody that if God is, then God will. And the gates of hell can't prevail against the church. Hallelujah. Nothing can stop the church. Nothing can stop you. Nothing can stop what God desires to do for you in your life. Hallelujah. 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 In the book of Philippians, we find another declaration in Philippians chapter 1 and verse number 6. Being confident 
of this very thing that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it under the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. It's just the same thing, believing that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that will diligently seek him. It's just worded differently. Being confident, be assured, hallelujah, that he, the Lord Jesus Christ, has begun a good work in you. I want you to know that you're not here by chance. You're not here because of the lining of the planets, hallelujah. You're here because there was a still small voice in your life, hallelujah. It was your creator, Jesus Christ Almighty, responding to his creation, hallelujah. And Paul said it like this, for I am persuaded that nothing... Everybody say, nothing shall be able to separate me from the love of God. He will make a way out of no way for the church. I said he's going to make a way out of no way for the church. You may not be able to see it with these eyes, but I want you to know that's when a miracle can happen. We want to understand everything and comprehend everything, but a true miracle happens because we didn't understand it. And God moves in uh, and responds to our need. Hallelujah. And we understand that there is a God uh, and that he is a rewarder of them that will diligently seek him. He'll keep your heart. He'll keep your mind stayed on him. As we look in the story of Jonah, it's a story really, and like I said, you look at it and it's, it's a small little section of the Old Testament. It's an interesting story. We hear mostly about Jonah and the whale and how mean the people were in Nineveh. And if you go by the Veggie Tales version, they were so mean, they slapped people with fishes. I know that because my grandkids play the, the CDs in the back seat of my truck as I'm toting them around. They were mean, mean people. And I don't know, like I said earlier, what Jonah's reason was, but we can look at his life. And really, God speaks to us through his word. So as we read the book of Jonah, it's really a reflection of who we are. Each and every one of us, we also run from God's will. Have you ever run from God's will? Have you ever run from the responsibilities that you knew you needed to take? We all have. There's nobody that's, uh, is perfect in this life. Amen. We need to understand that we all at time get fearful about the responsibility of being just simply a servant of Jesus Christ. It's not for the weak. It's not for those that are weak-minded. Uh, Amen. But it's for the strong to live for God and to make a stand and to understand that no matter what comes our way, we're going to live for the Lord our God. Hallelujah. We're going to believe in this word. And we're going to stand on this word. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what comes in this world. And we hear all about it. And say, man, can you believe what's going on in the world today? Yeah, just read your word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
I uh, was listening to a preaching tape and uh, the preacher on there was saying, you know, we're living in a time when the... Uh, the uh, crime has increased and we're living in a day where people's morals are falling apart and what we need is a new president. And, and I looked at the time that the tape was preached and it was 1982. And so in other words, things never change. Amen. It's the same thing in this world. And as we see all the things coming apart, coming down, we ought to have more faith in the Word of God because He said it's going to happen. But I want you to know, hallelujah, that through it all, God is alive and God will respond to His church. Hallelujah. God's not dead. He's alive. Hallelujah. I said, God's not dead. He's alive. I want to preach to somebody that thinks they can't hear from God anymore. That he desires to speak to you. Hallelujah. 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 Through Jonah, we can understand that the storms of life can cause us to repent. It worked for Jonah. Amen. And God speaks in the storms. It brings us to knees of repentance. But we even find in Acts and where Paul went through a, a, a storm on a ship. Paul was in the perfect will of God. Amen. Jonah was not in the will of God. And so it doesn't matter, folks, whether you're in the will of God or you're running from the will of God. There's going to be times when storms come into your life. And remember that the storm is where God can speak. Paul stood up and said, be of good cheers because an angel of the Lord stood by me this night and we're all going to be okay. Hallelujah. He spoke to him in the midst of the storm. Hallelujah. And we need to understand that those storms help us to put our foot on the rock, the word of God. Jesus said this. He said, if you... Do my word. You're like that individual that stands and builds his house upon the rock. The winds blow and the rains come, but the house stands firm. Hallelujah. He said, those that don't believe on the word of God, he said, the storms are going to come. The wind's going to blow. The same elements are going to come against you, but they're going to fall if they're not standing on the word of God. Hallelujah. I want you to know that if you're going through a storm tonight, God still speaks in the midst of the storm. Hallelujah. Open up our spiritual eyes. Open up our spiritual ears to hear and receive what the Spirit is saying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Through the book of Jonah, we understand that we get mad when things don't go our way. Man, Jonah was mad. He was upset with God. He had a conversation. He said, I'm upset. I'm mad because... And I told you, Lord, I knew I didn't want to come do this because you, I told you that you was going to be merciful on them if, if, you, uh, if they repented. And so when we get mad, when he, uh, Jonah went out there on the hillside and he got upset and, and he just sat there on the hillside, built himself a little tent, and God in his mercy rose up a plant covered Jonah up and shaded him in the heat of the day. And Jonah, the Bible says he was glad or he was happy. I forget about the plant, the gourd, it says. And so he was happy about it. And then God, the next day, <laughs> took the plant away. And Jonah was angry. He got mad. 
God was taking him out of his comfort zone. Folks, we need to get out of our comfort zone in the Lord and to understand that we need to get our uh, priorities straight. We need to have the right perspective. We need to be kingdom minded. Amen. God still moves on us. He never, ever gives up on us. Amen. And in the fourth chapter there at the end of the chapter, then the Lord said, thou hast had pity on the gourd for which thou hast not labored, neither madest it grow, which came up in a night and perished in a night. And should not I have spared Nineveh, that great city, wherein are more than six score, a hundred and twenty thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand, and also much cattle. And this is the end of the story. We never find Jonah answering the question. And I believe it's because each and every one of us is going to have to answer that question in our own lives. To realize that God goes to great lengths in our lives to get our attention. And for realizing that God, hallelujah, is a God that responds. Don't get caught up in our own little world, in our own little thing. But for sure don't isolate yourself, kind of like Jonah did. He isolated himself. But be a part of the church, hallelujah. Come to church, worship the Lord. Be a part of the church and to realize that God responds. And we have to be, like I said, kingdom-minded and to understand that God is merciful, Hallelujah. He is merciful. He desires for the vilest sinner to be saved. He's not willing that any should perish. God forbid that we as a church just get in our own little cocoon and not reach out to a lost and dying world. That was really the message that he was sending through Jonah to us, I believe, or at least to me anyway, that God is in control of everything. You can't run from God. God speaks in the storms and quit being all tied up in your own self and your own little life. There's a kingdom that God is trying to build, the kingdom of God, hallelujah, and the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church, hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 says, if he is, then he will. He is the author and he is the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. He is the author and he is the finisher of our faith. Can you say thank you, Jesus? God is really what we make him in our own minds. And like I said, he will never condemn you. Romans chapter 8 says, There is therefore now no condemnation which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life, this law, it says, of the Spirit of life, this response, hallelujah, to God in our lives, as He fills us with His presence, He's responding to us, hallelujah. Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. Don't create God in your own imagination. you got to go to the Word. He's bigger than we can ever imagine. 
The psalmist said, such knowledge is too high for me. I cannot attain unto it. He knows my uprising, my downsitting. He understands my thoughts that are far off. There's not a word in my mouth, but he knows it all together. How can we understand a God like that? We can't, but we can understand that he is and that he will. Hallelujah. He is God and he will respond to God, to those that love him and to seek after him. With all of their heart. Amen. Let's all stand tonight. Ephesians. I want to close with Ephesians chapter 3. It says now unto him that is. Able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. He is exceedingly able to do abundantly above all that we ask. Or think. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. I'm repeating it because it's a familiar portion of scripture. And it'll just go in one ear and out the other. But I want you to understand that he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or even think. According to that power, that life that he puts. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want you to know that if you've got the Holy Ghost tonight, if you've received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you have that power within you. And God wants to exercise through you, hallelujah, that voice of God to speak to you and to move on your behalf. And it's according to the power that works within us. Unto Him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Hallelujah. Unto Him be glory in the church. And like I said at the beginning, that's why we worship Him. That's why we magnify Him. Because we know that He is able. Do you believe that? Can you just lift up your hands and say, God, I believe that not only do you exist, but that you are able, hallelujah, to do exceeding and abundantly above all that I'm able to ask or even think in my mind, hallelujah. And when we realize that He is, hallelujah, then we begin to worship Him and we begin to thank Him that not only He is, but that He will. I don't know what your situation is tonight, but I invite you to this front to make your petition unto the God that will answer you. Hallelujah. Not only is He alive, but He is alive in each and every one of us. He will move on your behalf. You may have thought that he can't move on me. I'm too far gone. I want you to know if there's still breath, there's still hope in a God. Hallelujah. And he's knocking at the door. He's here knocking at each and every heart. He's saying, open up the door. Just open up the door. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just open it up and let him come in. And he'll move, oh Lord, like only he can move. God, we love you. We're praying that you move upon every heart, every mind, oh God. 
Lord, help us to understand that your mercies are new every day. That not only do you exist, but you desire to commune. That you desire to respond. Hallelujah. Nothing can stop it. Not even the gates of hell. I pray for every individual that's here tonight. And especially those that think that you can't respond to them because of some wrong, some sin, something that they've done wrong in their lives. I'm praying that you'll get a hold of every heart, every mind, every soul. Hallelujah. 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 We bring our petitions to you tonight, Lord. Oh God, we bring our petitions to you tonight. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Oh, what a mighty God.